everybody. Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We are your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lizzie. Hi. Hey, guys. <laughs> did you notice how I said ghosts and hosts? I, I did not. Goats are and hoes. Boats and hoes. What is happening here? No, goats and hoes. Ghosts and hosts, not boats and hoes. <laughs> goats and hoes. <laughs> Which is also accurate. <laughs> That's um, true. I have something very exciting okay. that came across my feed and the news recently from USA Today uh-huh. is that they discovered a new dinosaur species in southern Missouri. I heard about this. And it's amazing. I was I can't wait to tell my kids. So excited. <laughs> the title, um, props to whoever titled it is Show Me Asaurus. <gasps> because we're the show me state. Slow clap. <laughs> That's impressive. Show me Asaurus. Yes. So witty. And, you know, I don't remember the whole article, but basically it's this new species of dinosaur. And it's fascinating because they say that it's not where the they didn't congregate where the water was back in dinosaur times. In Pangea days. So anyway, um, I was very excited that I live in a place at a time where we're discovering new dinosaurs. I wanted to drive right down to the dig site and help out. I'm sure they were. Where in Missouri? Southern Missouri. Did they like a city? I'm sure they did. I'm curious. Well, also, I don't think they can tell the exact dig site because um, then people like me would come and show up in droves. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, um, an here. undisclosed area in southern Missouri. Yeah, it just says it <laughs> was. like, listen, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> it was enormous, almost the size of a Volkswagen. It's pretty big. That's what she said. That's what she said. Um, And it's called... I think it's just fascinating how they can look at a small section and be like, yep, this one's different. I know. Never seen this one before. It's like they're just digging to dig and then these people actually found dinosaur bones. (laughs) It worked. It's called the Parasaurus Missourianensis. Okay. We had to sneak in the Missouri. We had to claim that one. <laughs> Honestly, we don't have a lot of claims to fame. And so <laughs> a really dinosaur don't. species. I think they really should have stuck with Show Absolutely. Me Asaurus. The next, oh yeah, the next Jurassic Park, I want to see the, um, the Show Me Asaurus. The Missouri The Show Me Asaurus. It better be there. The Parasaurus Missourianensis. <sighs> Get out of here with the Missourianensis. 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 No, Parasaurus Missourianensis. <laughs> There has well, also been some Missouri. recent news in the true crime world. You show, you literally showed it to us today about Scott Peterson. Oh, yeah. Do you tell. <laughs> I was like, go on. I was, I was showing how old he looked in the picture. <laughs> Did you read the headline? Briefly. Not enough to recite it. <laughs> <laughs> there was news about him today where he got life imprisonment. What was his original sentence? That is a good question because I don't remember. <laughs> That's why I didn't see anything because we it haven't done like... this case. Yeah. We have not. He was spared the death sentence. So okay. I guess he was going to get the death penalty. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. In 2005, he was sentenced to death by lethal injection. So that has his death penalty got overturned in 2020. Um, he was resentenced and. That's today. The sentencing. Okay. I'm following. Today, which this is coming out in a little while, but. Today we found out that he got sentenced to life in prison instead. Big big surprise. What a day. Scott Peterson gets <laughs> life in prison. There's Missouri dinosaurs. There was another like recent discovery on like a cold case that I saw this There's week and I can't. There's a few cold cases that have been yes. solved. That has been recent. I saw it this week and I did not write it down and I meant to. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I remember now. It was the Delphi murders. Delphi. Delphi. Is that how it's pronounced? Yes. Delphi murders. The one in India? Indiana. 
Oh, <laughs> not what I was Add thinking. Add the N and you're right. <laughs> Different thing. <laughs> um, Indiana, it was the two teenagers, 13 and 14-year-old, who caught the murderer, They who they think is the murderer, on like video, and you can hear his voice, and he was following them. They were, and then they found their bodies. We've never found who it is. But there has been a fake social media profile that they think is linked to that, that they are now trying to track down. Mm, creepy. Because it's like, we have who they think it is on video. We have his, like, you can see his face, you can hear his voice, but nobody's been able to identify is who this guy this is. Is different than, have you seen the picture of the two kids that with the the tape over their mouth? And yes, like, this is, is different this than person? that. This is different. You know yes. what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. And they weren't able to figure out who that was in the picture, but it's like a clear image. Right. Of these two kids. That's a fascinating case that I want to cover. Yeah. We definitely should. Okay. The internet's a weird place. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> it really is. It's, it is a weird place, yes, but it's also, like, kind of amazing, like you said, like, all these cold cases are just, the way that technology and science has come so far is kind of amazing. Um, do you ever get offended by Instagram comments, and then you look at somebody's username? <laughs> and you're like, I shouldn't be offended by this? Yes. Uh, I can't think of anything specifically, so please Not give me Not by an just the username, but I'll click on their profile, and I'll be like, okay. <laughs> I don't usually take the time to click on profiles. Oh, okay. So I, you yeah. just go by the pro- by the name. Oh, okay. I've got a recent example. Okay. So I was on Instagram and I saw this post by like, it's like a nurse's meme page. Yeah. And it said, uh, nurses don't need to bother checking Spotify. They were the most played this year, which, you know. Burn. Oh, oh clever. you got us. Yeah. You're not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> and so, and then there was this comment that said, and I quote, nurses are being paid so much right now, end quote. And I was like, actually, <laughs> unless you're, I mean, I got annoyed because. Unless you're traveling. Like yeah. travel nurses, they get paid some more than doctors a lot. And those of us who aren't traveling, who right. have stayed with their home locations, who just haven't gone anywhere, um, they're making more than we are, and we're making the same amount of money. So right. I'm not making a bunch of money this year. We didn't get sure. pandemic raises, y'all. We sure <laughs> did not. <laughs> I didn't get anything from the government. So I got annoyed, and then I saw the username, and I was no longer offended by what oh. Poop Master Flex had to say. <laughs> I think that deserves a profile. You click. need to click on his profile. <laughs> I have questions. It's too late. It's no. too late. Poopmaster Flex, we're on to you. You need a better username, sir. And that's coming from someone who had some really weird AOL usernames. Well, and apparently lots of other people have the same name. Was it not a blonde 89 or something? Blonde at heart 07 blonde with the one instead of the L. <laughs> not a blonde. Not a blonde. I mean, I'm not a blonde. I'm a brunette, but I am blonde at heart. I still am. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about tonight, Boydston? Because this was your idea. Oh, I was like, why am I called because out? Because this was your yeah. idea. I had never heard of this place until you brought it up. It's so remember that time when I went to Utah? Yes, yes I do. And uh, we stayed with Mike's dad and his wife. <clears throat> and they live just outside of Salt Lake City in a little town called Tuella. 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 I was not pronouncing that right in my head while I was doing this. I am not surprised. Throughout the entire <laughs> book. Tool. Tool. <laughs> It's T O O E L E. Tool. Honestly, I heard them say it's like to Willa, you give me that. Willa, you give me that remote over there. I just thought both E's were silent. 
<laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't have known unless I had Thank you. spent a week there. <laughs> and so it's actually, I don't know, maybe two, three blocks away from their house. This place that we're this talking place. about. This place. Yeah. And it couples the paranormal with uh, another one of my favorite things is a haunted hospital. Mm-hmm. Haunted hospital. And it's now called Asylum 49. Yes. So basically, this is a haunted hospital in a town called Tuella, just outside of Salt Lake City. And we're going to talk about it. Okay. Um, so now known as Asylum 49, the old Tuella Valley Hospital dates back to the late 1800s, which is a long time ago yes, for it a does. hospital. Uh, <laughs> it is located in a town called for Tuella. For anything. <laughs> but yes, for a hospital. Sorry. But I guess like if you're Scotland, it's really not that I was going to say for us Americans, 1800s was a long time ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. People over in, you know, Europe are like, Psh. <laughs> you <laughs> don't like know yesterday. nothing. That was the yesterday. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's cute, America. <laughs> We are adorable in the worst ways. In the worst, in the worst ways. ways. I hate us sometimes. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Okay, it was built in 1873 by Samuel Lee, not Jackson, as a residence for himself and his family. Thank you for the clarification. Is that what L stands for? I have no idea what Samuel L. Jackson's middle name is. <laughs> I think it's, right now it's going to be Lee. Okay. Let's <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> I thought you were saying my name. I was like, yes, what? Samuel Lindsay Jackson. Oh, you and Samuel have that in common. <laughs> anyway, so. Sam Lindsay. Sam Lindsay. Sammy Linz. Okay. <clears throat> he wanted a residence for himself and his family. Sure. And <laughs> That's valid. I thought, you know what? I'll build a hospital <laughs> for So he had this residence for himself and his family. But by 1913, (laughs) the Lee family, maybe the Jackson, the Lee Jackson family (laughs) had moved out and it was turned into a home for those that were elderly and required special care and supervision, referred to as, lovingly, the county poorhouse by locals. So (laughs) soon it was recognized as a great location for a hospital, Uh, a new state-of-the-art hospital was built and opened in 1953 to much excitement from the locals. They were ecstatic to have their very own hospital to serve their needs. And that excitement unfortunately died down. Maybe died down as a poor choice of words. <laughs> no. like, That's a terrible pun. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, some would eventually begin to refer to it as the quote hospital of death. And choose to travel to Salt Lake City instead of staying local to get their health care. There must be one in every state. (laughs) Exactly. So, which honestly can happen to any hospital if someone has a bad enough experience. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know specifics around the nickname, but um, I do know that modern medicine wasn't what it is now. Sure. Just like we know that modern medicine won't be what it is 30 years from now, Mm -hmm. currently. Right. And as with any Mm -hmm. hospital with a poor reputation, there were still great people that worked there, and I'm sure most of them did the best that they could with the circumstances presented. With the resources they had. Yes. Preach. A lot of us just do our best. Yep. Just do Listen. a job. It's, just do a job. <laughs> like your TikTok that you posted, you were like, my best. I do my best, okay? <laughs> I love that. So, <laughs> so us. <laughs> Every day. Accurate. And honestly, I might just be on a soapbox because I'm very sensitive I'm a nurse during a difficult time and I'm sensitive to the perception versus reality of healthcare. So, which is doing our best. We just 
We're do a doing job. a job. We're doing it. Nonetheless, the hospital stayed in operation until it became apparent that its infrastructure was too outdated and its resources too limited for the area. Mm. They closed their doors in 2002 and it sat there almost untouched until four years later when Kim Anderson bought it and returned uh, and, and returned it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this hospital. <laughs> and turned it into a haunted attraction. <laughs> Got the giggles. Uh, <laughs> the fascinating thing to me is that things were practically untouched from when it was shut down years before. Like almost all the medical equipment was left behind, as well as hospital beds, oxygen tanks, patient x-rays, medical books. You name it. They probably had it. And it <laughs> Did you looks- hear that tone in her voice about medical books? She got real excited. Books. books. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out they also left behind a few spirits. I did. Oh, tell us more about those spirits. So you actually had a book about this. I did. So Mike's dad and wife got me a book for Christmas. And and it is The Haunting of Asylum 49 by Richard Estep and Cammie Anderson. Mm-hmm. So Cammie Anderson is Kim Anderson's wife. So they own it together. Uh, Richard Estep is a paranormal investigator who also has written a couple of books about haunted places that he goes to. So, actually, the full title is The Haunting of Asylum 49, colon, Chilling Tales of Aggressive Spirits, Phantom Doctors, and the Secret of Room 666. <laughs> All right, so I read the book. I'm going to kind of fill in a little bit here. So Kim and Cammy, they bought it, and it's kind of like a cool story behind like Kim, basically, where he was not a good teenager, was acting out, drinking, and just showed up at this like haunted house one day, like an actual like haunted attraction. And they thought he was a volunteer and put him to work. And he like loved it and said he never drank again. Mm-hmm. Um, so really straightened out his life. So when he bought this hospital, he kind of wanted to do the same thing. And so there's lots of stories like you can kind of see on YouTube and documentaries mm-hmm. they've done about all of these like people who were not doing great in life, addicts and, you know, homeless and just not doing well and came to work for him. And now they like love it and it's given them purpose so it's kind of like a cool theme behind it yeah so it is a haunted attraction that is open um they have like full contact where you have to sign waivers and they can touch you they can put you in a stretcher all of this stuff and so that's kind of cool but they noticed that there were some spirits that were not hired on actors who were still there and they say that the most and they do haunted investigations as well they do let you come in and investigate and they said that the most active times are around halloween because that's when it's their busiest time and they have lots of energy and people coming in and Mm -hmm. that's when they think the spirits they love it when people come okay so we're going to talk about some of the spirits there the only thing i was going to add to that is when we talk about asylum 49 it Really, if you think about the buildings, there's two different buildings, and they're connected by a long corridor. The The building, the old hospital, was the original portion of mm-hmm. Asylum 49 that is the haunted attraction. And it was connected to the nursing home with a long corridor called the Green Mile. Yes. And the nursing home was actually, like, fully functioning up until, like, 2014, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We'll get into my section here in a little bit, but they they were still up and running for quite some time, even during the time when this haunted attraction was going on. Right. So kind of bizarre, a different take on 
you know, there's just like some old people right down the hallway from people jump scaring. Um, right. In the At all of hours of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and people coming to investigate all night. Yeah. But in 2014, the, the um, nursing home closed for good and they relocated elsewhere. So Kim and Cammie actually bought the nursing home portion. So they mm-hmm. owned the whole thing so that they can expand. Right. Okay, so we're going to talk about the ghosts. And there's a lot of them. This whole book just kind of goes through all of the different personalities, experiences, things like that. So I'm just going to kind of go over who is there. Hmm. So the main hallway has three spirits that are noted there. So there are residual hauntings here and there are active hauntings. So Misty is in the main hallway and she is a residual ghost of a nurse working. And they say she's just working, going on about her time. And there's a lot of normal business. Yeah, they said there's a lot of like residual doctors and nurses can you imagine in the afterlife you're stuck <laughs> absolutely not Jesus. they're like staff who died like far away from the hospital they didn't die in the hospital but they came oh, back to work my god i can't even imagine just being stuck at work listen, through eternity listen, that is purgatory if you guys go before me i'm totally coming back to the hospital be like sarah <laughs> another figure in the main hallway is robert who is a shadow figure. He is tall and seen walking around with a cane. He has a sense of humor and has been heard on EVPs making jokes. He likes to jump out at people from the conference room. Mm-hmm. Um, they did try to record him once, and he kept, like, the camcorder kept turning off every time they came back. Like, they could see them with their own two eyes, but the camcorder kept shutting off. So he was like, listen, don't you record me. I feel that. Um, they do have a psychic who has gone through the hospital that they work really closely with, and her name is Misty. Not like the spirit, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Misty. And so that's how they know a lot of these people's names and okay. um, backstories. So Misty the psychic, she believes that he is a kind-hearted soul who guards the children that are in the hospital. Jeremy is also in the hallway, and he is a more sinister presence. So he was burned in a fire as a patient and was a patient at the hospital. Um, he has appeared in photographs with disfigured face, such as someone who had third-degree burns. He's pretty voyeuristic and likes to watch everyone and kind of peeps in at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a little creepy. He likes the attention of the females, especially. Okay, Jeremy. They know that he is around because a smoking or burning smell always seems to accompany him. Oh, um, he likes to pretend to be other spirits, but they will normally smell something burning, and that's kind of a dead giveaway. <laughs> 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 is it? <laughs> that is so insensitive I'm to so ghosts. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giveaway that it is him. It smells really smoky and it's a dead giveaway. It's an unalive giveaway. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he has also been seen with bandages around his face. So, okay. Man. Then we're going to go. I'm just going to kind of go level by level or floor by floor. So there is the nursery, the NICU, and the special nursery, and they're all kind of together. How many floors are there? Um, well, like, like unit, by unit, unit yeah. by unit, unit by unit, sorry. <laughs> it was one level. It is one level, you're right. <clears throat> Sarah and Tabitha are two young girls in the nursery, and they are very playful. They love to participate in the haunted house attraction. They snatch at legs under the tables and beds, and, like, many people who come to the haunted house have reported seeing Sarah especially. So well, she's yeah. the more outgoing one. <laughs> she is rambunctious, they have said. Uh, she is a little girl with dark hair, and she was a patient who died of pneumonia. She's about six years old and wears a white, like, old-fashioned dressing gown. Uh, Tabitha wears an old-style yellow dress and was a patient. 
Her cause of death is unknown, but they think it was like something like brain related, a tumor or brain bleed or something. So Tabitha's more quiet and introverted. Sarah, like we said, has been seen by several people as a full body apparition, like has held the hands of people saying she's looking for her mom. And they'll like be leading her through the haunted house thinking she got lost. And then they'll turn around and she's gone. And she's has been seen by staff who has worked there. She will talk to you crying. Like, I mean, she's one of the few full body apparitions and also one of the most active presences there. She likes to have fun. Like I said, with the haunted house. And so once she was impersonating, like I said, like the grudge where she had her hair, like in front of her face and was walking with her arms outstretched like a zombie to try to scare people. I mean, she's winning. That would scare the shit out of me. And, like, visitors were like, oh, this part was really scary when they came out. And they were like, oh, that little girl in that hallway, like, that was terrifying. They're like, we don't employ children. (laughs) That was Sarah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I would lose my ever-loving mind if I saw a ghost. (laughs) Full-body apparition acting like the grudge. (laughs) Let it be known. Don't want to see Sarah. But she is very nice and playful, and she's a pleasant spirit. Um, also in the nursery, in the NICU, in the special nursery, is a nurse and a doctor. And the doctor's name is Nicholas. They did not get a nurse's name. Um, they get intelligent responses from them, but they said they do not seem to be aware that they are dead. And they also act like they're still working. <laughs> oh, my God. So they kind of have, like, leaned into the hospital theme for the haunted house. Yeah. So they have, like you know surgeons surgeons who are cutting people open and like patients screaming on the tables and like evil demonic nurses i mean they've played into (laughs) it and so they said that they have seen like nicholas and like this doctor who's just standing over like looking at the evil surgeon (laughs) like what are you doing to this person you're doing it wrong (laughs) even in death the surgeon is still very particular they're like he just looks like he's supervising (laughs) Um, And then there is also Bonnie, who was a nurse who used to work there. She died of cancer, but they said she's come back to work. uh, Okay, Maybe it was the most amazing place ever. This makes me nervous. I know. (laughs) They say that they think she is searching for her husband or visiting the babies in the NICU. Listen, I like where I work, but I don't think I'd want to like... You don't want to haunt it. ...be there indefinitely. No. And thinks you're still working. How many encounters I've had with nurses who maybe are are spirits and I just didn't realize it. Yeah. Full body apparitions, yeah. Yeah, I probably thought they were real people. All right, rooms one and two, they are across from the nursery and they face each other across the hallway. So here you have Thomas. Uh, Thomas is a playful little boy as well. Um, people report feeling him holding their hand or tugging on clothing. Um, he likes to pull pranks as well. He unmakes the beds by jumping on them and he likes to play with flashlights. They think that he died as an old man, um, but like, like not even in the hospital, but likes to show himself as a child just because he gets to have fun and play. Well, I think that's (laughs) concerning. I thought it was cute. (laughs) I think he is a demon. Demonic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Across the hall in room two is Eva, but Edith is also a name that has been picked up on, and she is a sassy elderly woman. Okay. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Get it. She likes to poke her head out and look up and down the hallway. <laughs> she likes <laughs> – she sounds like someone you would like voice it. She likes company, but only for a short time. <laughs> yes. yeah, all right. Get out. Yeah, and she will. They were like, she'll respond for like a few minutes, and then she just stops talking. She's like, all right, it's time to go. <laughs> it's time for some me time. We're done here. I need my introvert time, please. Yes. <laughs> she likes to play with cards, so they have set up cards in the room for her. 
they have had families like come out because like you said this place was open until the 2000s and family did verify that a woman named eva did die in that room and her daughter's name was edith which was the second name they picked up on um so they sent a picture of eva like the family sent a picture to the owners and we're like this is you know my grandmother and they showed the psychic without telling her anything and she's like oh my gosh where'd you find that picture of that woman in room two that's eva oh so Kind of some validation, yeah. Yeah. All right. Next, we're going to go to room 666. It's it's technically room six, but because they're a demonic haunted house, they added 66. Yes, they did. (laughs) Okay. So this is Wesley's room. So he was a long-term resident who lived there. He had Alzheimer's. He was close to about 90 years old when he died in the 90s. So because he was a patient with Alzheimer's and dementia, he can be very nice and totally calm. And he can also be very violent. And they think that's like when he's having a bad day and is confused. Yeah. Um. So they kind of attribute this to his dementia. They say that if you're behaving respectfully, you know, he'll leave you in peace. But if he's having a bad day or you're not acting respectfully, that's when um, people report getting welts, bright mm-hmm. red scratches, bruises, feeling like uncomfortable and feeling violent or anger um he has also been seen walking outside of his room there's also some kind of sinister presence at the end of the hallway by him and they wonder if this is another spirit because it's so not like him investigators were at the other end of the hallway and they were watching the shadow figure just move back and forth and they were saying all right go back to the end of the hallway because it would keep getting closer and closer to them and they would say go back to the end of the hallway and it would and then all of a sudden it started crawling towards them on all fours (laughs) (laughs) charging at them and um loomed over them because they were like sitting down and it like stood over them when it got to them and they got up and left and um, there was some scratches on them in threes. Yep. Just a side note. What would you do? I'd probably shadow freeze. figure. That's what they said they did. They just froze. I'd probably freeze. I don't think I know what to do in the moment. And then that's kind of how I am. I might struggle with a decision. <laughs> so, uh, your your what do I do? Fight, flight, or freeze is a freeze. It's a freeze. I think yeah. I would yell to try to like scare it away. I'd be like, no, uh-huh. get out. <laughs> Something. I would. Not. I would- I would not run. I don't know. Either freeze or run. Yeah. I was reading this and I was like, okay, so it was just like kind of playfully like getting closer to mm-hmm. them and then would go back and then playfully get closer. And then all of a sudden they were like, it just started crawling on all fours. And I was like, nope. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Also, they have seen a pair of red eyes in the room. Oh. There is a chair in Wesley's room he does not like you to sit in. Mm. Boyd's dead. <laughs> it's <me>. all yours. <laughs> um, so it's a recliner and people who sit in it have been known to get feelings of just extreme uncomfortable they do not feel right and then when they get up the door has slammed violently shut okay labor and delivery there is a residual nurse haunting here named oh, eve sake. <laughs> or eva i think we're doomed <laughs> i'm not feeling good about this um this one is probably the saddest spirit her name is emma and she was a teenager who died on childbirth along with her baby in the 60s the only responses they really get from her is she's just, like, crying. Aww. Like, they can't get anything intelligent. She does affect females who are either pregnant, have recently given birth, or recently miscarried. Um, they normally try to tell those females, like, stay away from this area because when they go over there, they get overcome by grief and just start sobbing hysterically to the point they need to leave. Aww. And they just, as soon as they leave, they're okay. But she seems to, like, affect them with her energy. 
Uh, there's lots of residual noises heard in LND, like heart monsters going off. They can hear like voices of doctors and nurses. Um, so it's pretty residual there. And there's a surgeon there as well who is a residual haunting. <laughs> so many staff members. <laughs> who, yeah, came back. I can't decide if it was like the best voice ever or like traumatized them all. And they feel like they're stuck there forever. Yeah. The staff members too. Or maybe they just want to like, they think they're still there helping. Like take a day off. <laughs> Retire. Yeah. Um, the chapel is one of the most active locations. And this is where there's a George. Aww. Always a George. Always a George. I was so excited. All right. But George is kind of a sad story. <laughs> so they have pews there that they got from other places that they think were haunted because he is attached to those pews. If they move the pews, he goes to wherever the pews are. Aww. And he's typically sad and crying. Um, the psychic believes that he was watching his own funeral from those pews. Oh, that's horrible. And is now attached to him. George. Poor George. It's a sad George. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, there are two children spirits named Jessica and Christian. They are very active here. So Kim and Kimmy got a haunted rocking horse. And they brought it in because they thought, oh, the kids' spirits would like this, not knowing it was kind of like really haunted. But they found out that like the child spirits were not active at all once that rocking horse got there. They stopped interacting they stopped talking so they had the psychic come in and she said that a child molester spirit was attached to that rocking horse yeah. oh shoot and that it was bothering the children to the point that they got rid of the rocking horse and now the children are back and being active they're uh like to roll flashlights around they push objects off of the tables and they love attention and applause <laughs> don't we all they're here for the applause there <laughs> there's also in the chapel a slender man type presence so he is tall and slender, gray shadow figure in the chapel doorway with stretched, elongated arms and torso and legs. Mm -mm. No, thank you. Spooky. No, I don't like that. And there's also an angry presence there. They don't know what it is, but people who have sat in the chair where the angry presence is most felt just feel extreme rage and anger and not good times. Mm. So who knows? All right. There is the fear cage. Which used to be the staff lounge and kitchen. <laughs> Sounds about right. Now they have about converted the it to a doll room. And oh. it is literally stacked full of dolls. I hate all of those <laughs> options. <laughs> Some of them they said are haunted. Like they have lots of haunted dolls there. Wow. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is like a cesspool for demonic activity. <laughs> Just inviting it all in. I like don't even want to go there. So EMF readers are very strong in this room to the point that they say don't even bring in your EMF reader because it's just going to keep going off. Huh. And they think that's because of all the haunted attachments with those dolls. So the messengers are here and they're called the messengers and I'll kind of get into that story um, here in a sec. It's an adult male and a little boy and they're shadow figures. They respond to flashlights. One night Kim was in there, the owner, and... They were responding to him. He was talking to them. Um, he went home that night after the investigation and turned his bathroom light off, and then the bathroom light turned on. So he turned it off, and it turned back on. And he did this a few times, and finally he was like, okay, somebody followed me home. And he's like, stop doing it. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And then he opened his eyes, and both the adult male and the little boy, the messengers, were just pacing back and forth in his room. So he told the tall man to go home and told the little boy, look, you can stay, just be quiet. And so the tall man disappeared, but the boy sat at the foot of his bed. So the next night, there was a shadow at his bedside, and he woke up and it was like sitting on his chest to where he couldn't breathe and was having a panic attack. And he said he all he could do was smell like rotted flesh. 
And eventually he pushed the black mask off of him and he went back the next day, got his spirit box, went into this room. And the first one of the first things that came through said, we are not performing circus monkeys. And so he thinks it was like some mad, (laughs) evil spirit at him. And like the messengers, as he calls them, he thinks were sent to like try to warn him, hey, the next night this is going to happen. Because he says he'll see all three of them in the room, but the messengers stay away from that dark mass in the corner. They will not go near it because they're afraid of it too. So he said they're friendly, but he said stay away from the black shadow. He said it's an enter at your own risk kind of thing because it has followed him home. Okay, the temporary morgue. So, funny enough, this hospital never had a morgue when it was built, which I think is unusual. Maybe, maybe they that didn't, was that day. They didn't time. expect anybody to die. <laughs> they had optimistic <laughs> outcomes. <laughs> I also heard that they just stacked bodies in rooms when mm-hmm. they died until the coroners could sign off on their deaths. Yep, so they used rooms 20 and 21 as a makeshift morgue and would put the bodies there till the coroner came. Wow. <laughs> so these rooms are haunted <laughs> obviously there's a lot of dead bodies that were there sure. there's a little boy there who um i don't want to get too much into his story because it goes into it in the book and family is still very much involved and but they validated everything that the psychic was saying so he provides very intelligent responses his family did come out to try to talk to him and after that they said they have not heard from him so they think he got closure Aww. so kind of very cool um there is an old lady who there has been a full body apparition where she asked security for help and he held her hand and like walked with her a little bit until she just disappeared. That was very a nice sweet. Security card. Yeah. Then the ER. All right. There's an ER doctor there who was a residual <laughs> of haunting. Yeah. Um, he wears a white doctor's coat and a surgical cap and everything. So they actually did an ER simulation of a cardiac arrest and a code. Um, and they did it like really bad one way. And then they did it really good the other way. Because a lot of them were previous nurses and EMF, EMS, EMF, <laughs> EMS. And so they were trying to get a response. And they got very intelligent responses throughout the entire code. Uh, through the sphere box and EVPs. But during that, when they were treating it badly, where the patient died and they were all yelling at each other and causing a ruckus, um, the presence got very upset and slammed the door on them. So they did get a response. All right, last one. And this is the scariest presence there that is in the green mile, like you said, that long hallway. And this is the guardian. Oh, hold. Before I get to the guardian, there is Maria. She is a nurse also residual (laughs) that just roams it but she is seen as a guide for spirits they think there's a vortex there and they think that she is helping to guide spirits through the vortex i guess that would be an acceptable role yes in the afterworld (laughs) shepherding them yes all right so the guardian is here and he is the darkest entity so he haunts they have like a maze area for the haunted house that's like black trash bags hung up So it's like pure black darkness there. He has been heard telling people to get out, yelling at people. He slams doors. He shoves people against the walls. Um, They call him a bully. Um, He will purposely block someone's way so that people will like run into him, but then like not see anything there. They just hit this like massive Mm. black thing. So he is not a very nice person. He likes to shove people and get in their face. And that is the guardian, even though he is not a guardian of anything. Well, Those are the presences. It's actually very interesting um, that you talked about all those ghosts and spirits because I'm going to talk to you about 
uh, one of my favorite groups, the Ghost Adventures group. Zach went there. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the Tipsy Ghost. Uh, I said one of our favorite groups. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, but turns out, surprise, they have two episodes. Mm. At Twilla Hospital and oh. Asylum 49. I didn't know so they went there twice. They did. He must I watched have really liked them it. both for you. Uh, I, the first one was from season five, episode eight in 2011. This one was old school ghost adventures. Think Zach, Nick, and Aaron times. The OG crew. Yep. Um, early days way before glasses. <laughs> when Zach didn't wear glasses. Before he had like the mask too because of his yes. asthma. It's so interesting you say that because he <laughs> makes a comment in this episode. After years of investigating many locations with lots of mold, my lungs have been infected and I have to wear a mask everywhere. So oh, I was just like, man, this, is, this the is the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. As you mentioned, it was a former poorhouse turned community hospital. So for this episode, they only investigated the old hospital, which would have been the haunted attraction asylum 49. Because the nursing home was still up and running. Right. So the, okay. apparently they did not know that the nursing home was up and running <laughs> when sad. they showed up. And then they go to start filming outside and they see a group of nurses coming come outside and they start talking to the nurses and they find out, oh my gosh, there's still people living on this other side. Um, and there was 59 residents still living in the nursing home at that time. Gosh. <laughs> um, that was Zach. He did his research. <laughs> right? I know. I'm just like, I feel like they would have known. I don't know. To be fair, it is very strange set up at the time. Yeah. To have a haunted house with a nursing home. I, I, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so th- they interviewed some of the nurses who worked on the nursing home side. And one in particular, her name was Marie Bright. Um, she was interviewed and she stated that if a resident or a group of residents saw the spirits of children, that they would pass away soon after. So I was saying it was interesting that you were talking about all these ghosts and naming them because they didn't really name them in the episode. So mm-hmm. you have to see if you can figure out who is who. Who is who? Yes. So <laughs> I'm like typing as I'm watching. So my sentences are kind of funny, but I said, Zach tries to explain that kid ghosts aren't always kids. Maybe something demonic. He what? went straight for it. He did. He just jumped right in. <laughs> and the book talked a little bit about Zach visiting too. Yes. So it was kind of funny to read about it. <laughs> Twice. Uh, Marie said that there were three main spirits that they saw frequently. And the first one was the nurse in white. And patients would say, oh, don't worry. The nurse has already helped me out. The nurse in white has already helped me oh, out Oh, those that. residual nurses. <laughs> <laughs> Boyce is just shaking her head. Like, no. <laughs> there was also a man in black. And I don't know who they were referring to, but yeah. that's just what they said. Okay. And a little child or children. Mm-hmm. So here are some of the stories that she said. And you kind of mentioned about the maze and that the people would come out and say that the scariest thing was when the little girl follows them. Through the maze. There's Sarah. <laughs> yeah, that's Sarah. And most of the claims say that the spirits of the dark shadow man come out at 3 a.m. And there was a lot of hints towards demonic things like 3 a.m. scratches of three. Yeah. Little kids. There was a lot of that going on. And, you know, as they do in Ghost Adventures. I mean, Zach really likes the demons. Yeah, he really does. Um <laughs> Marie said that some t- at 4.30 in the morning, somebody knocked on the front door of the hospital and said that there was a patient walking on the roof, but nobody was there. That so, is concerning if you are running a nursing home. Yep. <laughs> at 4.30 a.m., a patient's on the roof. I'd be like, what? Yes. Uh, Kim actually uh, was interviewed, too, and he said that they had to perform 
an exorcism in one of the rooms because they felt like somebody who was investigating was being actively possessed. So they had to do an exorcism right then and there. Marie also said that a door to a patient's room was locked from the inside and the patient was not responding or answering the door. So they had to call maintenance to remove the door from its hinges. And mm-hmm. when they went in, the patient was on the floor and had died. Oh, that's terrible. It is terrible. Wow. I know. They did. This is a story before they did their investigation piece, but apparently a disembodied voice was caught um, in the radiology room. And the voice said the name Peter Hemsberg. And when they did some researching, they found that he did used to be a, a radiology tech at one time in the hospital. Another residual hunting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was pretty cool that they said his name. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Or maybe he said his own name. And again, we're talking about threes constantly. In room 666 that you talked about, mm-hmm. which was originally room six, but they call it 666. An investigator claimed to have been scratched on his neck during one of his investigations. All right, so... We get to start through their investigation. Finally, here we go. I feel like I, if I close my eyes, I can just (laughs) pretend like I'm there with that. I just had to add this in because I thought it was kind of funny. Aaron tells the boys that he was very sore and he needed to go get checked out. So he sent them off first. And then he rolled up in the Asylum 49 ambulance. (laughs) Perfect. And then out jumps like all these crazy clowns and roll Aaron. And bashed him into the wall. It was highly entertaining. I liked it quite a bit. That is one of the things, though. Like, they left behind the yeah. ambulances. It, There's yeah, two it's a real ambulances ambulance. that just sit outside of it. Yeah, I thought it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so during their investigations, you can hear footsteps heard in the hallway where room 666 is and the exorcism occurred. Aaron goes in the hallway alone and reports getting chills and having his arm grabbed. Mm-hmm. They reviewed the recorder in real time and can hear an EVP saying... You guessed it. Zach Bagans. Oh, okay. Oh, they know of him. <laughs> and then suddenly that hallway is dedicated to Zach. Mm. That's what oh, they said. Zach's hallway. Yep. They mm. used a device called Jacob's Ladder, which I was not super familiar with, but I figured it out. Um, it looks like two metal rods sticking up from a box, and there's like an electrical current that goes up. Oh, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. Supposedly spirits can help like manifest this and themselves at the top and hold the energy. Kind of like a REM pod, or oh no, it's like a like an electrical current, like going across. Oh, okay, like those plasma balls that you can touch, and like the plasma. Yeah. So it's like that electricity, but just goes up these two metal rods. Yeah. And theirs was pretty big, and it kind of looked dangerous. I'm not gonna lie. It sounds dangerous. Like um, Benjamin, something Benjamin Franklin would have. Yes. Yes. Because he liked electricity. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> uh, Zach started provoking. I know that's shocking. And uh-huh. asking the current to make it stay at the top. And uh, anybody who was provoking the Jacob's Ladder, the current would hold and then lean towards that person. Now, I am not super familiar with Jacob's Ladder and no. how it works. They were very excited about it. Yeah. Zach claims to get pushed while standing in the doorway. Same uh, 666 room. Mm-hmm. At this time, Aaron's camera freezes and the Jacob's Ladder froze at the top once again. The recorder also captured a very creepy voice, but it's not very clear what it says. So Billy makes an appearance during this episode. And um, he had a mohawk, apparently. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that. (laughs) And it was like black, gray, black, gray, all the way down. I mean, it was a well-maintained mohawk. I was very impressed. A well-maintained hawk. 
It was a Will Me Day talk, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not remember him having a mohawk. <laughs> I don't remember that either, but now I'm going to have to go watch the episode just for the mohawk. It kind of made me giggle. Um, but they used this very cool, like, reel-to-reel recorder, which kind of looks like one of the very first recorders ever. Mm-hmm. They have the, the tapes there that wind up. Um, apparently, I think it's more sensitive. So while reviewing, though, they can hear a small child's voice. Oh, okay. They caught an th- image on the thermal imaging camera that was set in the hallway. And at one point, Aaron went to the haunted house part, and then Zach and Nick went to the basement. So we talked about different levels. There is a basement, which Kim and Cammy say is mostly used for storage now, mm-hmm. so they really don't do much with it. But Zach and Nick went down to investigate it. While walking around the basement, Zach and Nick can hear two different doors opening and shutting right where they were standing, and they kind of catch one out of the corner of the camera shutting yeah. kind of in front of them. Um, Aaron's asking questions upstairs where he is and he feels something grab his hip. So this would have been in the actual haunted house place. So yeah. maybe it was the kid. Maybe, maybe. Was that's what I was thinking. Like at hip, that's probably like where kids yeah. normally, that's what they were saying. Like they'll grab like the hem of their shirt or their pants, like right. at a child's height. He definitely. So, Cause he stayed there. Um, Zach goes back upstairs to grab a mask because clearly his lungs are very injured for many his years. His lungs need it. Yes, I get it. Um, and when he's up there, he went ahead and started investigating the nursery where he heard a growl. Oh. He also got a response to the spirit box saying, you're talking to me. He was. <laughs> <laughs> he put a ball, like a large ball that you maybe use for kickball, I guess. Okay. And it kind of lights up, and it was set up in the hallway, and it moved approximately 18 inches on its own. Okay. Um, kind of like a big cat ball. Yeah. Because you said it lights up. Yeah, it does. And he also claims to have seen two small children shadow figures in the nursery. There you go. Um, Nick stayed in the basement. He heard some scratching noises, and he caught a disembodied voice, unclear what it says, and a female scream after he asked, can we hear your pain? Which, what a weird question to Aww, ask somebody. Why would you ask that? And then you can hear a female screaming on there. That's sad. And my favorite part of the whole episode, Aaron got stuck in the mirror maze mm. and could not get out. They talked about that in the book, like <laughs> this haunted house mirror maze. And I was like, that is terrifying. <laughs> and it was dark and he was just like, I'm stuck. Yes. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I don't like haunted houses. <laughs> I'll go ghost hunting any night, but don't put me in a haunted house with clowns and dolls and no, mirror Especially mazes. if you're there investigating. Can you imagine looking in the mirror and like seeing a small child mm-hmm. standing there yeah. and trying to escape and you're like <laughs> bashing into mirrors? <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So that was the end of the first Tuella Hospital episode. Hold please. The next one was from season 18, episode 5. It was titled Asylum 49. This was in 2017. Okay. So six years? Yes. Okay. All right. And this is closer to kind of how we know Ghost Adventures nowadays. It was featuring Zach, Aaron, Jay, and Billy. With the glasses. With the glasses and the mess. Just for Zach. Um, so, <laughs> and I know we talked about this earlier. They went ahead and came back this time because the nursing home had shut down. So now they could investigate the rest of the building. Gotcha. Makes sense. And it was a big building. Um, Gosh, I'm going to sound real stupid if this number is wrong, but I want to say it was like 216,000 square feet. I have no idea. I don't. Yeah. I didn't write down. It's enormous. Okay. I mean, I believe it's a hospital and nursing home. 
Um, all right. So we followed up with Nurse Marie. Remember her? Oh, she's interview. still there? Well, it turns out Marie, well, it's closed down. Oh, okay. But after the, the show <laughs> aired, <Never mind>. Sorry, <laughs> she's there forever with the rest of the staff. Residual haunting. <laughs> but she's alive. <laughs> she's alive. <laughs> she chose to go back. Um, it's a dead giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> oh why am i the way that i am <laughs> well sadly after the first oh, episode aired marie was fired from her job at oh, the no. at the Twilla hospital oh, did they not like her talking to them i believe that that is what was hinted at in the episode of course she's not going to come out and say exactly sure she says it was because she told the truth and because she participated in interviews which I mean, we know that there's a lot of rules around media and social media. To I be fair, there were no that. like patient names in the episode, at least. But I don't know. I don't know what went down. But she was definitely there and interviewed again. Um, and she said that she still stands by everything she says in the interview. Which, I mean, yeah, it was enough to get you. Maybe tired. it like provided negative publicity for the nursing home because like families I, are I like so. i don't want my loved one to go to a haunted place sure i mean i can understand that <laughs> sorry uh she believes or believed <laughs> that the entity at the hospital had a lot to do with the deaths too and she said that in the first interview so like you said it probably brought a lot of negative attention to that yeah i, I can understand that so they did talk a little bit more to her about her experience while at the nursing home. And um, she says that they tried specifically to not put patients in certain rooms at the end of the hallway because of the dark presence that they all felt. Yeah. Um, and Zach n- interviewed another nurse named Dakota, and he validated what Marie says about not putting patients in the certain rooms because of the black figure in there. Um, Dakota says that he had to respond once to a, a death that happened at 3 a.m., and this sent Zach off on a tangent. It was a demonic death. It was a time. It was a demonic time. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> Nothing is a coincidence. I know. That one I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Dakota says that he believes that there were dark spirits there too. He claims that he was scratched while he was in the Green Mile. And I think he was uh, referring to that uh, kitchen area that now may be the doll room. The fear cage. Yes. With the dolls. The haunted dolls. Yes. Well, that's where he got scratched. I believe it. I believe oh it. I mean, they said they have haunted dolls there. <laughs> I don't mess with haunted dolls. Kim say Kim stated uh, that some of the security cameras that were pointed pointed down the Green Mile had black tape over the lens. Um, and when he asked maintenance why they covered the lens, they said it's because they could see spirits walking up and down the. Um, <laughs> I almost said hospital but that's not what i meant the hall hallway thank you in the middle of the night and it started freaking them out and they were like nope we don't need to cover this we don't need to watch it dang release the tapes so right yeah i know right (laughs) one of the owners and it was it was cammy so i'm kind of wondering if this is the story that you were referring to she said that she saw a dark figure walking behind a group that she was leading when she turned back to look at it it climbed up onto the ceiling and freaked them all out and they were like they noped out of the hallway real quick no that's a different one because when she she was the one who was telling that story about the figure crawling and it was her and one other woman and they were just investigating by themselves oh okay yeah now she's talking about a group of people Uh, so there is a figure who likes to climb walls and (laughs) ceilings no on all fours. On all fours. The grudge. Stop it. Gross. Well, 
They went into an old patient's room. Obviously, there was a bed there where the resident slept. Uh-huh. And apparently, the resident had passed away on this bed, and there's still an imprint on the bed. Oh. And they showed this. And the thing I thought was interesting is that there's a bunch of powder on the bed, which I'm not familiar with why they would need that. But they said that you could see an outlining of the body in powder on this bed. And it looks like a hospital bed, like the blue air yeah. mattressy type of stuff. At this time, one of the cameramen out in the hallway felt a breeze and saw a shadow, and he's one of the main skeptics of the show, so they were excited about that. They go back down into the Green Mile and can hear women talking in the background, and this is something you can hear while they're um, they're videoing. Immediately, they start running around like crazy people. Because they're like, where are the women? <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that, boys? But... They think that it was the voice of the young girl. Okay. Which it sounds like there could be several. There's several female, yeah. So before they all stay there, Billy decides to volunteer to stay at night by himself. You're so brave, Billy. Billy is very brave. Not like Aaron. He was going to do a scientific <laughs> investigation. Just kidding. I love Aaron. I do too. <laughs> he's always gets sent alone, gets sent away like alone, and he's like a man. <laughs> and he's like grumbling the whole time, like <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> I mean, I am Aaron. <laughs> I mean, Claire Boyd's in here who sends me off by myself all the time. <laughs> it's for your own good. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Zach of you to say. It's yes. for your own good. <laughs> <laughs> So Billy stays in the room, um, in the same room with the bed that has the body imprint on it. Okay. He doesn't stay on that bed. Okay, good. Yeah, he was like, nope, I'm not doing that. But like I said, he he attached himself to an EKG machine, which I kind of thought was hilarious. Um, Just to like record his... Yeah, it was like a scientific experience to see if like even while he was sleeping, if his body was experiencing things. But it okay. was a very like old school EKG machine. Two of the leads weren't even hooked up. Like it was showing what he was doing. And he was like... I could see that I had an abnormality in the rhythm. I, I personally did not see it at the moment, so I don't know what they were referring to, but maybe he did. I don't know. I will say, during the night, he hears shuffling in the room right next to him. He falls asleep at one point, and the camera that's set up in the hallway catches some unexplained explained noise, and then you can see a door slamming. Mm. Obviously, this startles Billy. Billy's very scared at this point. <laughs> He stands up and he's wearing a patient gown. <laughs> he's wearing a patient gown. <laughs> Running through the hallways and just looking at all the doors like, I know these were open and this was it. And he's able to identify magically. I don't know which one was the one that shut. To be fair, most of them were, all of them were open except for this one that was okay, shut. So, so process of elimination. Yes, Got it. He did it. You did it, Billy. All right. The next one. The next night, everybody goes, and they're all investigating. Aaron goes to investigate the hallway where the door shut by itself. Mm-hmm. They set out the creepiest doll slash gnome that is, like, waist high. I have no idea what the no, point of that thing stop was. It. it was there. Um, And in the bathroom, which was across the hall from the door that shut, um, Aaron says he can hear shuffling or people, like, wrestling around. And when he opens the door, he feels like a rush of air and somebody swishing by his ear. Um, and then he kind of, like, spins around and is, like, all flustered as he is. And he's trying to, like, make his way back to the safe, safe camp. <laughs> and as he's running by the door that had shut, he startles, looks in it, goes in it, starts investigating quickly, and then goes back to camp. And he tells everybody that he could see a dark shadow in 
in that room. And this was, he didn't know that that was the room. That had been shot. That's right. So whatever room this one is, it was, um, it's pretty intense. That room. Sounds like it. Yeah. Zach gives a beautiful speech on how residents who suffer from Alzheimer's or dementia are now free from their disease and can think clearly. And while I just summarized it in one sentence, this went on for approximately five minutes. So you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So now they're standing in the nursing home section and they're looking around at the from the nurse's desk. Right. They can hear footsteps of what sounds like children running. They caught an EVP on the recorder with a very breathy type of response. And it kind of, like, kind of sounds like somebody saying no. Um, Aaron investigates the Green Mile and he hears doors jiggling next to him. He uses his spirit box and he gets a little girl voice response. <laughs> so while he was down there investigating, this was funny too, Zach starts to join him. And, you know, instead of like announcing his entrance, he like is walking like a creep kind of. And Aaron looks up <laughs> from the hallway and all he can see is the back shadow of Zach. And he thought it was a, a, a like shadow, a person. shadow person. And he lost his damn mind. He hurt his back. <laughs> he got real around. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was like a puddle on the floor. You'll never creep up to somebody on a ghost hunt, Zach. <laughs> he was like, dude, what the fuck? I mean, I know you can imagine it. It was it was highly entertaining. It Except made me laugh. he said, What the beep? <laughs> <laughs> it made me giggle. Billy busted out something called the Spirit Sweep device. He was very excited about this. It was a device created by Bill Chappell. And it looks the way I describe it is kind of like a visual version of an ovulus, which is um, a device that we use that helps <laughs> communicate. It has a word or a dictionary that spirits can use to manipulate and, and give words. And now when they say words, you can see a visual response as well. So that's okay. what they were excited about. Uh, they're using it. And also when they're doing it, instead of hearing sweeping noises, it tunes all that out and you can only hear the voice. Kind of like the Phasma box, I would say. Sure. Okay. It's very similar. Probably like a crude version of that. While working through the halls, Zanuck. Zanuck? Zanuck. Is this a new person on the crew? It was a Zach and Panic. Zanuck. I was thinking Xanax. They were walking to go use this new device and he freaks out because he can hear a male voice mumbling in his ear. And when they start using the device, they hear the same male voice coming through the box after they ask questions and they can hear a male saying, please help me. Thank you for that. And I'm back home. Oh, I'm back home. Yeah. And they were very relieved to hear those. They thought, oh, they know that they can talk to us and he can now go home. You know, they solved the world. And then the sun comes up. And it's time to go. Yes. Yes. What hospital are you guys going to haunt when you die? <laughs> make it a good one. Missouri State. No, Don't make it a jail. That's a jail. Nice try. Damn it. <laughs> uh, plus, I don't know. Let me think about that. Okay. Um, I would like to haunt several places. Can I be a traveling? You could be a traveling ghost. Yeah. It's like a traveling nurse. You know, I wanted to do an episode on a haunted hotel this, it's very sad, actually. It was a hotel that was basically destroyed during uh, the hurricane, um, Katrina. Mm. Oh, like in New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was, you know, very sad and unfortunate because they couldn't move and relocate some of the, the patients there. Yeah. Um, but there's really just not enough on those. But I, I think that they're sad and oddly fascinating that they're still kind of standing. Just these weird ghosts hospitals there 
Well, New Orleans is on our list. I know, I know. Well, that's it. That's that's a Ghost Adventures times two. And that is Asylum 49 or... Tooele Hospital. Yep. Tool Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> we got you, Tuella. Tuella. for you. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. <laughs> you can always find us at thetipsyghost.com and find our socials from there. Or send us an email to thetipsyghost at gmail.com if you have an idea for a topic. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it, and it really does help. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in this week. We will catch you guys next week. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs>